Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Good morning, Father. (laughs) Good morning. It's great to have you here with us again as we continue our discussion from the UCAT about what we believe as Catholics. And we're talking about society and uh, social justice. And 329 of the UCAT asks, how does social justice come about in a society? Yeah, and that's a very important topic because we talk about justice as one of the virtues, that is, as an interior inclination, a part of our character that inclines us to give to others what they, what they deserve from us, what we owe them. And um, that, so we need, social justice is giving to others what we owe to them. And what we fundamentally owe to other people is the good of friendship. And uh, that's, and that good of friendship uh, transpires in a community, in in community, so that um, we, uh, we can develop, really the essence of social justice is the ability for everyone to participate in society to experience freedom, and to enter into authentic relationship with others. Uh, this is the point of justice. You know, from the Christians add another virtue, which is really a part of justice, and that's called generosity. St. Thomas Aquinas talked about the virtue of generosity as enhancing the virtue of justice, because whereas the virtue of justice inclines us, it's an interior disposition, a characteristic uh, of our uh, character, which inclines us to give to others what we deserve, they deserve, generosity inclines us to give to others more than what they deserve. And so the virtue of generosity enhances the virtue of justice by uh, wanting us to give more than to others than what they deserve. That's why generosity is so important in terms of um, social justice. Uh, because uh, the the common good requires us to go beyond what uh, you know what law itself sets about. Um, we need to go even further than what um, the law demands of us. So, if we look at justice on one hand from uh, the point of view of society, and then we look at the justice of God Himself. Uh, We're in the year of mercy, and God is a merciful and loving God, but he's also a just God. And to me, what that means, being God's justice, is that he offers us his free gift of love and mercy. But because of our free will, we have the uh, ability to say no to God's free gift. And then at the end of our lives, God being a just God, we basically will condemn ourselves to hell, by rejecting living a life according to the Ten Commandments and holy love, and loving God and loving our neighbor. So again, we're looking at a contrast of 
what we can do as individuals in a society. But then we look at God and look how generous God is with his love and mercy and how he's always willing to forgive us our sins, provided that we are truly sorry for our sins and we ask for that forgiveness. Yeah, I mean, that that's a, that's a very good point, Tim. You know, when we talk about God's justice versus our justice, you know, we talk about justice as owing something to somebody, giving to somebody what we owe them. Well, what does God owe us? He doesn't owe us anything. He's given us everything that we have. So God's justice is not about giving to others what he owes them. God's justice is about being true to his promises. God makes promises, free free promises. He didn't have to. He made promises to the human race as a whole to save the human race. He makes promises to each and every one of us in our own daily lives. And he is faithful. And because he is just, he keeps his promises. And so part of social justice, of course, for us is to, like God, to be generous, but also to keep our promises. Look, if we're going to make a promise, keep it. Sometimes we break promises. That's what forgiveness is all about. Mercy and forgiveness, the sacrament of confession, you know, uh, the grace uh, and mercy of God is infinite, superabundant. That's what we uh, re- reflect upon, especially in the year of mercy, that um, the Lord always allows us to start all over again, to put the past behind us and begin anew, begin afresh. And he gives us the grace to do it. God, not Of course, God is very generous to us. He gives us lots of gifts, but he also gives us the ability to accept those gifts. And that's part of the mystery of grace is that in the in the the divine in the order of our relationship with God, God always takes the initiative and he always carries through. He sustains the initiative and he sustains us in that. So, uh, yes, God's very generous with his grace, his mercy and forgiveness. And I read somewhere where God is literally waiting for us to ask him for that generosity for the grace for the mercy for his love if we will only ask in 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 that humility of recognizing that god is god and i'm not and asking god for help asking god for his grace now we're now we're able to receive that free gift of grace and love and mercy yeah because it's even our asking for th- for what we need is already god's grace at work in us moving us from within you know we talk about the uh, New Covenant, St. Thomas Aquinas talked about the New Covenant as the indwelling Blessed Trinity. Uh, as a result of the grace of baptism and the sending of the Holy Spirit, God himself dwells within us, moving us. So he draws us from without to himself, and at the same time he's within us, moving us towards himself. It's a beautiful uh, thought that the that God dwells within us, something we should ponder often. And so that... Uh, when we ask for something from God, it, uh, God, it's God in us moving us to ask for that. Okay. So 331 of the UCAT asks, why is there nevertheless injustice among men? Yeah, sin. <laughs> you know, we, we talk about, again, I always like to go back to the, the virtue. We're talking about justice, which is a virtue. And why, why is that important? Why, why is it why does Father Maturi keep harping on virtues? Because the virtues are the only way to talk about the Christian life in terms of interiority, what lies within us. The, 
it's the the way that St. Thomas Aquinas chose to talk about the Christian moral life because virtue is about interior change, interior qualities, inclinations, so that and it's about and virtues are about freedom. You know, the virtuous person is the truly free person. Those who do not have virtues are not free. Because as I said, Freedom is not the ability to do whatever I want. Freedom is the ability to do what is good, what is self-perfective, what is good for the, myself and for the community. Well, that freedom, that ability to do good instinctively, as if by second nature, freely, without hesitation, that's what we call the virtues. So justice, we talk about justice as a virtue that inclines us to give to others what they, they deserve from us. And what we need, and even generosity to even go beyond that. But the idea is that some people have not developed fully the life of virtue, and so they have acts of injustice. Um, in other words, they don't, because they have not developed the life of virtue, they do, they do not have the acts that stem from justice. And acts that don't stem from justice, we call injustice. Um, so, uh, and the way we develop the life of virtue is through repeated good action, asking God's grace. Grace perfects nature. When we go to mass, when we go to confession, the grace of the sacraments, the grace of prayer, engaging in acts of charity, a very powerful source of grace. All these work to change us interiorly to build up the life of virtue. One point you made in a previous show, Father, is all of this is predicated on the ability to choose good and evil, to know what is good. And the point that you made is, is if we don't have well-formed consciences, we, aren't, we're, we don't have the ability to know what is truly good. Yeah, um, and it, it's legitimate to talk about the word conscience. I prefer, as St. Thomas Aquinas does, to talk about the word prudence, the virtue of prudence. The virtue of prudence is what allows us to know what is good, what is the right thing to do in any situation, and that can move us to do that good, that right action. So we not only need to know what is right and good to do, we need to do it. And uh, that's, again, that gets back on the life of virtue. So, the, so And that's why St. Thomas Aquinas prefers to talk about the virtue of prudence rather than conscience. Because conscience can tell you what's right or wrong, but doesn't necessarily move you to do right or wrong. Whereas the virtue of prudence allows you to know what's right and wrong and actually moves you to doing right and wrong. And Father, isn't that also cooperating with the grace of God to be able to act on what we know is right? Exactly. We cooperate. And, and in that way, we merit. We talk about meriting. In the Christian life, we do merit salvation. And we do, in a sense, merit the furtherance of grace. Insofar as when we act, God gives us actual graces that actually move us to good action. And as we perform these, so that it's both God and us doing this good action. And as we do this good action, that further strengthens the virtues in us towards the good. So it's, it's, it's as grace is working with us, the virtues and we're, the, the virtues are strength, being strengthened in us. Which leads me to my next question from the UCAT. 333 asks, 
Is there a natural law that everyone can know? Absolutely. The natural law is known to everyone by human reason. Aquinas said that that is encapsulated in the Ten Commandments, so that human persons could know the Ten Commandments by human reason alone. However, because it would take so long and with an admixture of error, God chose to reveal the Ten Commandments and the natural law to us. And they're still valid to this day and always will be. Isn't Absolutely. That the Ten Commandments are still valid. They're still in the catechism. We need to learn them. We need to do them. And then the Lord gives us the grace to follow the Ten Commandments. Why? Because they strengthen virtue. They shape virtue. They change us uh, interiorly. But, but again, we need grace because the commandments tell us the right thing to do, but don't give us the power to do what is right. Whereas God's grace, the indwelling of the Blessed Trinity, the grace of the sacraments, they move us to actually do what is right and good. Well said, Father. Can we have a blessing before we go for today? Sure. Heavenly Father, please send your Holy Spirit upon us so that, and all our listeners so that they may grow in your wisdom and love and experience your presence in their life and come to share the life of heaven forever. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. This is Tim Perry. Until next time, may the light of the Father shine upon you and yours. We have hundreds of past Faith with Father shows archived, and we are now podcasting all the new shows, and you can subscribe on the website, livingbreadradio.com. Until next time, may God bless you richly. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.